welcome to the First Time Podcast. I'm your host, Tad. If this is your first time listening to First Time Podcast, let me explain. Either me or the guest are experiencing something for the first time, and we're going to talk about it. If somehow you've made it to this episode, and this is your first time, um, what a random choice of episodes to choose. But it's no surprise that my guest on today's episode is my wife, Nikki. Welcome back as we continue the epic Karate Kid saga. Thanks for having me. Always. So we're going to do, no surprise, Cobra Kai Season 2. Cobra Kai is back where it belongs. Back on top. But the real story's only just begun. Thought you were dead. Cobra Kai never dies. Ever since the tournament, all I've been thinking about are ways to destroy Cobra Kai. But opening your own dojo, make sure you can balance that. Balance is my thing. We got some new recruits. Cobras, show them what real karate looks like. It's just an insane karate cult that's brainwashing half the school. That's why I'm opening up Miyagi-Do. for one more? Someday the fight may come to you. And I want to make sure you're ready. Got you. It's time to see what Miyagi-Do is made of. Something tells me there's a can of wax in my future. All together! Which one of you has the balls to take on the champ? My name's Miguel. Tori. With a Y. You better hope that your soldiers are ready. They're kids. Do you have a crush? Is it Robbie? The fight is only over when you say it is. Let's finish the fight. A sensei doesn't teach destruction and disrespect. We need to talk about what you've been putting in my kids' heads. Same lessons I taught you. Strike first, strike hard. No mercy. Fighting positions? These things don't end well. This isn't a tournament. This is real life. There are no rules. It's not how I taught you to fight. You want to finish this? Bring it on. So Cobra Kai Season 2 debuted on YouTube Red on April 24th, 2019, which... Doesn't seem like that long ago, but it's already been like almost two years. Has it? Yeah. And that feels like, you know, a lot's changed since then, but um, these later dropped on, on we talked about it a little bit on Netflix, and uh, it sort of had a second life. So overall, first season, we left it with a cliffhanger as Kreese walked into Cobra Kai. Mm-hmm. Um, we got the... Return of another epic character. Uh, it's interesting because, you know, Kreese has sort of been, like, I would say the third most important character in this franchise. Um, you know, Johnny, or not Johnny, but uh, Daniel and Miyagi were the only two characters that had been in every film up until third one. Then we got Kreese back, and so he's sort of the first 
outside of the main two returning yeah. character. Um, and so it's a pretty big deal at the end of season one when he walks into the dojo. So um, well, I guess we'll just sort of kick off into episode one. It kicks off right where uh, season one ended, where Kreese comes into the dojo and him and Johnny have a big fight. Um, Johnny actually gets Kreese after some back and forth, he gets Kreese in a chokehold and he sort of pauses for a second. Like I could take this guy out right now, but he has some flashbacks of when he was a kid and when Kreese was a piece of shit to him and sort of has second thoughts on like, I don't want to be like him. So he lets him go, has mercy. And of course, Kreese is like, uh, you're weak. I, you know, taught you better than that. And, like punches him or something. I don't even remember, but basically teaches him a lesson for having mercy. Mm -hmm. uh, then we jump right back into the Sam and McGill drama. Uh, they're broken up and Sam actually, and this is a big deal to teenagers. Sam actually blocks Miguel on Instagram, <gasps> like shows her physically going on Instagram and blocking him, which, you know, it's still a big deal for adults, but I mean, it's a really big deal probably to teenagers, I would assume. Oh, no. I block so many people. Yeah, that's true, but... I blocked somebody because she kept trying to sell me shit. <laughs> I didn't even know who she was. <laughs> well, that's a little different. I mean, in in the scheme of this show, like those two back and forth, I mean... I'm it's like looking back at the final episode where he won the uh tournament and he looked like a real maniac sort of fought dirty and beat up Robbie and really upset Sam so you know now she's like totally anti Miguel uh and Miguel clearly wants her back mm -hmm. and we sort of have that saga meanwhile Robbie is learning the history of Miyagi-Do as Daniel plans on reopening uh, Miyagi-Do. He's now wants to sort of clean his place up and it's the dojo that that he trained at when he was a kid and the uh, it was part two that we sort of, he, he helps fix up and builds the guest house um, himself with that hammer technique that Miyagi uh -huh. showed him. Um, He's just re-inspired to keep going on with this ninja stuff. Yeah, so basically Cobra Kai is so shitty that Daniel has become obsessed, and he's like, well, if they can do it, I'm going to do it. And so he's going to reopen Miyagi-Do as his own dojo. Uh, meanwhile, Kreese wants to rejoin Cobra Kai, uh, has a heart-to-heart -heart with Johnny, apologizes for the past, um, tells Johnny he's changed and he's better. And eventually, uh, after Johnny tells him several times, no, he doesn't want him back, eventually Johnny's a good guy, and he thinks people deserve second chances, so he lets Crease back into his life, mm -hmm. which was, if you're a fan of this franchise, you're like, well, that was dumb, because Crease is like the one character that no matter what will ever, will always be bad. Yeah, but I think lots of people can relate to that situation in the real like their own lives like on the outside it's like this person's a piece of shit why are you letting you know why don't you cut him off and like, mm. yeah but in yeah i mean <laughs> it would be uh boring television if he didn't yeah so 
you know, he he has a complicated past like Johnny didn't have a dad, a real dad growing up. He had a really shitty stepdad. And so he sort of looked at Crease as a father figure. And as much as bad stuff that happened to him and created a lifetime of drama or trauma for him, he has a lot of post-traumatic stress from his days at Cobra Kai. He also realizes that he sort of wouldn't be in a position that he is in. He wouldn't even have Cobra Kai if it wasn't for Crease. And Crease sort of uses that like, you know, it basically wouldn't exist without me and you wouldn't exist without me. So um, Johnny eventually, when they're training, uh, he calls out Hawk and Miguel for their dirty fighting. He sort of is like, you know, you guys really proud of winning. Like they're celebrating. They're all stoked that they won, mm-hmm. sort of cocky. And he's like, you didn't fight honorably. Like we, you said, show no mercy. He's like, well, there's honor and mercy, and there's a difference. You know, you can be, you can, you can be, show no mercy, but also be honorable about it. You don't have to be, you don't have to cheat. Yeah. Uh, and he sort of is like, you know, we're different Cobra Kai than I was. Um, eventually, Sam, I, I sort of warms up to the idea of training again she starts training at Miyagi-Do with Robbie and Daniel and uh so Daniel actually takes Robbie out to like what looks like Lowe's I mean or home improvement or something or uh what is it Home Depot Home Depot not home improvement that'd be awesome crossover (laughs) yeah that'd be a great crossover but he sort of looks like he could be on home improvement he looks like uh Brad with that haircut oh my god yeah he looks like he has a 90s tv haircut but uh, they're there picking up stuff for shelves for the dojo. And, of course, they run into Robbie. And it's f- sort of funny. We we meet a new character here, but we don't know he's a new character. Because, mm-hmm. um, uh, man, Johnny is at the store and he's buying some stuff, too. Uh, and you know, he's buying a new piece of mirror, like glass mirror, because uh, him and Kreese broke one in the dojo fighting. And... The clerk at the home improvement store is like, you know, cool shirt. Like Metallica's awesome, man. I love Rat. Like eighties were the best. And this guy's really, dorky. really, really dorky and really funny. Uh, uh-huh. Sort of a fat dude with a with a goatee and just overshares. We all know some people like that. And uh, he's sort of the comic relief in this very si- serious situation because uh, Johnny sees Daniel and Robbie around the corner, but he's trying to sort of hide and listen in on them and you know of course daniel's teaching robbie a lesson he's like you know don't use these screws use these screws and robbie's like is that a lesson in karate he's like no sometimes it's just (laughs) as simple as common sense like this works better um of course then they have the clerk like outs uh johnny and so uh robbie and daniel see him and daniel's like you know i'll let you two talk and that's when him and uh, Johnny and Robbie have a sort of face to face talk and Robbie basically tells him like, you'll never be the man Daniel is, mm-hmm. which is harsh, but it's like, I mean, we talked a little bit about this and I'm sure we'll talk about it some more on this episode and the next episode, but it's like, or yeah, the next episode, but it's like this crazy web of people just gets deeper and deeper in this show. Um, and this is sort of the tip of the iceberg where, I mean, we'll, we'll talk about it later. Yeah. But it's sort of, uh, yeah, sort of concludes with that, like, face-to-face talk with uh, Robbie and Johnny, where 
Robbie tells Johnny the harsh truth and hurts his feelings, like, sorry, but Daniel's a better person than you. You're a mm-hmm. shitty dad, which is true. Um, we've learned a little bit of that backstory as to why it's not necessarily as simple as him just like bailing out on mom, but um, yeah. So that's episode one. Episode one. So what did you think? Like, just kicking it off, episode one, like. No, I wasn't sure where it was going. It's just like, it almost seemed like where season one ended didn't quite, I mean, it wasn't actually an end. It was, I don't know. It's it's transition from season to season, it transitions smoothly. So like if I was, you know, wasn't paying attention, I would just assume this was the next episode in season one. Right. Yes. They did leave a cliffhanger, but then again, like. Yeah. We've talked about a million times how they released this on YouTube and then it, it took a year, over a year, and then it came back uh, on YouTube, but no one was really watching it on YouTube. So the way they dropped it on Netflix as a Netflix original after they bought their rights, uh, yeah, people binged the first two seasons. So it sort of erased that whole cliffhanger because mm-hmm. you, you just went right into the next episode. And the way we consume media now, Netflix literally just will go right to the next episode without even asking you. So yeah. It's interesting how that works, but we sort of uh, binged it that way, too. We didn't stop, and um, not really spoiler, but looking ahead, we did stop at the end of season two before we started season three to record this, because I feel like that's a little more organic. Yeah, and also kind of clear... We might accidentally give a spoiler. Right. And just maybe be confused as we're explaining season two because of what we've seen so far season three so it's good just just to stop yeah and get this done and then i'm excited to start um season three yeah it's been so, so I've, I've had to make detailed notes to remind myself where we are because i have seen season three and i don't want to spoil it for you because i but i also like that i've seen it because i can anticipate like hmm. where it's gonna go and i can i can sort of get excited for you uh, episode two, Robbie's mom, like, like, okay, Robbie's like sleeping on the couch in this shitty home situation still. And, um, in the middle of the night, the door opens and some guys he thinks is breaking in. So he uses his newfound karate skills to like basically take this guy out. And it turns out it's some, just some dude that's fucking Robbie's mom. Yeah. And, uh, you know, they're like, Robbie, how could you? It's like, well, dude has a rough life. Like, you never know when mom's coming home or not. So yeah, and coming home with who? Right in the middle of the night. Um, <laughs> and basically, she's like, "This is my boyfriend for now, and we're going to Cabo." And then the guy's like, "Cabo adjacent, not really Cabo." Um, but we don't know how long we're gonna be. Like a week, maybe two weeks. And he's like, "What about bills?" And it's like, "Well, this guy's paying for them." Mm-hmm. Uh, which at the time. At his age, like, I would have probably loved it, to be honest, but I understand his struggle because he grew up with a mom who's never there and has... And it's kind of sad where he's worried about rent and he's supposed to be a teenager. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I did, you know, I guess that would be the struggle. It's like if my mom just, like, left money and bailed for a while, like, at that age, I would have been cool with it. But, um, yeah, she doesn't necessarily always Mm -hmm. pay the bills and he has to worry and stress a little bit. Um. Meanwhile, Miguel is really trying hard to talk to Sam. He uses uh, Aisha's phone to call her and trick her, and she's not having it. She doesn't want to talk. Um, And even Aisha is like, you know, 
just talk to him, like give him the time of day, come hang out with us. She's still trying to sort of mend that bridge between Cobra Kai and uh, Sam and Miyagi-Do. Like we're going to go watch, I think she's, I forget which like karate movie. She's like, you know, we're going to go watch Bloodsport or something at Hawk's house if you want to come. And, uh, you know, Sam's like, fuck that. I don't want to talk to Miguel, which rightfully so. He had several chances and sort of a shithead. Um, meanwhile, Daniel's trying to teach Sam and Robbie to sink their karate. Like first they're doing it out in the, like in the grass. And then he gets this wild idea on this big wood floating plank in this little pond, like jump into jump on top of this thing. And if you guys sink it well enough, um, the wood plank will not sink. Yeah. Or your balance. Yeah, Yeah. Using balance. And of course it's another analogy, like balance in life learn if you guys do your same moves which technically uh you if that was the case they would have to weigh the same too yeah but exactly (laughs) it's it's tv whatever Mm -hmm. the whole miyagi with balance and using sort of uh not quite dance moves but um being fluid more so than just kicking ass you know they can they drill that in our heads over this show of you know inner peace versus no mercy um amanda calls out daniel for neglecting the car dealership because just i mean this is going to be a reoccurring theme also is like daniel trying to find balance in life he still owns like several car lots the biggest car dealership in uh like that whole area of california um reseda i think and uh he's basically ignoring it now because he's been working on a dojo and teaching Sam and Robbie. And so, uh, there's sort of a really cheesy montage of like, okay, you two stay here and train karate on your own and try to learn this balance thing. I'm going to go to the shop and me and your mom are going to sell a million cars. (laughs) And they have this like montage of teamwork. The two of them are like basically swindling people like playing good cop, bad cop, or like, teaming up to sell cars to people which eh, it's tv but man like some of the stuff is like just unbelievable oh yeah whereas like if those two are the ones that have to step up and sell all these cars like where who's doing all the other stuff i don't know um but it's fun little thing to get daniel out of the doghouse he's like well i've been a bad husband and a bad business person so let me spend one afternoon selling a ton of cars <laughs> so I can, I can get back to neglecting you. It's kind of a typical man thing. It's like, let me do one good thing, one good deed, and then we're we're good for a while, right? Yeah, and it's not oh. even done in like, uh, you know, it's not even done like the right way. It's sort of like, let me hurry up and let's swindle a ton of people and sell cars as fast as we can mm-hmm. so I can get back to doing other things. And it's yeah. like uh come on daniel but uh this is where johnny takes them out and he's he's sort of trying to impress crease because crease is like you know you guys you aren't being uh strong enough like you you have a bunch of weak students oh yeah they're just kind of goofing off and making jokes acting like kids right is that the part yeah no that's the part and then johnny's like we got special training today and so he takes them out to this like this like construction site almost and has them like breaking up and, and mixing cement and these wheelbarrows and uh crease is like this is nice but making them work hard isn't going to make them ruthless and so johnny 
is like then a uh, cement truck pulls up and the guy's like, you didn't tell me it was kids. He's like, if this is all you on you, if you know you get in trouble, it makes makes these kids get inside a cement truck and try to spin the I don't even know what you call the tank. Yeah, I don't know. The spinner on the back of a cement truck that's constantly mixing the mixer, I guess. Uh, he makes them get inside and try to spin it with their muscles. And it's like, oh, you got to keep moving. Otherwise, you'll get stuck in the cement. Yeah. <laughs> Non-traditional like... training. He's he's and it's once again showing the balance of like Cobra Kai versus Miyagi-Do where they're like learning balance on mm-hmm. this wood plank and getting wet like Cobra Kai has to get into a cement truck and work together. Yeah. And so they're a little more hardcore. Um, this is the point where they decide to move uh, Robbie into the house. They have a discussion after they realize that Robbie's, you know, basically he he's like using water in his cereal and doesn't have like power at home and uh, his home life isn't good. So they ask him if he'd like to move in. But, you know, basically set some boundaries like you have to go back to school. You have to do this. You have to go by our rules. So they're slowly making... Uh, Robbie Ayla Russo. Yeah. Uh, and then at the end of episode two is when uh, Daniel shows up at Cobra Kai and finds Kreese and Johnny uh, having some beers. And of course, there's so many, we talk about this all the time, but there's so many moments that could be um, cleared up with better uh, communication. communication. And on a side tangent, it just makes me think like, I was watching at like four this morning. I was watching Three's Company. It's like the same thing. Okay. It's, it's just like a. <laughs> Obviously. Yeah, but it's like a constant thing on television where it's like the miscommunication is what always creates a drama because it's like mm-hmm. this whole time Johnny's been very critical of Crease and very careful about letting him in and ve- doing the right thing. And then uh, Daniel walks in right at the worst moment, sees them having beers at the dojo, and he's like, one, like, he assumes that Johnny lied about Crease at to get them reinstated mm-hmm. at the tournament. Lied about him being dead. Right. Mm-hmm. He he just assumes the worst. And at the point, uh, Johnny thought that Crease was dead. He had been told Crease was dead, so he was not lying. He was being honest. Um, and th- after all that hard, you know, back and forth, and and trying to struggle with trusting Crease, he finally like sort of lets his guard down for a second to have a beer with him. And that's when Daniel walks in and is like, oh, you guys are back to, in cahoots. And, you know, mm-hmm. Johnny's a bad person. And it's like Johnny's getting a bad rep when he necess- shouldn't necessarily be getting it. But um, uh, Kreese takes a pretty shitty jab and says something about Miyagi. I don't remember. He sort of says, like, you know, tell your friend Miyagi I said hi or something. Or I don't even remember, but some kind of low blow uh-huh. against Miyagi. And that's the end of episode two. Yeah. And in episode three, Daniel creates an ad for Miyagi Do. Uh, pretty cheesy YouTube ad. I think they, the Cobra Kai students see it when they're trying to watch something. I think, actually, um, they use this sort of device where uh, Johnny's like, he's got a laptop and he's watching YouTube or something. And the uh-huh. uh, ad pops up and it's like, you know, uses the... Asian themes of Miyagi's uh-huh. karate, and it's like free lesson. All lessons are free, which is just yeah ridiculous. Like mm-hmm. you're you're in this show. Um, he's famous. 
for that crane kick for winning because like we've talked about karate is like football in texas <laughs> somehow in california it's the biggest thing so everybody knows daniel i mean he's based his entire business the biggest car dealership in town around his win at the karate tournament and so if he were to offer free lessons like fucking they would be out the door yeah um and you know of course cobra he says something about don't be a snake in the grass uh-huh. and that really pisses off the cobra kai people because that's an obvious little um yeah jab jab at them uh so of course they're pissed off and they want to decide they want to do a commercial um but miguel finds or figures out robbie uh is johnny's son it's a big reveal like uh miguel goes to to see if johnny's home he goes into his apartment and is grabbing something from the fridge i don't remember what but he sees a picked old like soccer picture of robbie on the fridge and he puts two and two together like why would he have a picture of robbie on the fridge Mm -hmm. oh shit that makes sense like this robbie must not have it's like robbie keen he doesn't have johnny's last name which is interesting yeah Uh, I i mean yeah that's a little complicated but uh johnny tells miguel about robbie at dinner so uh because uh miguel sort of confronts uh johnny is like why do you have a picture of robbie on your fridge to see your son and he's like look it's a little more complicated and of course miguel's pissed off and he's like that's why you were mad at us like not because of what we did but and he's like well it's not that simple and so he takes him out to dinner at this like burger place and he's it's right across the street from the hospital and we learn a lot of backstory he tells miguel that like you know, he wants him to be better. And he's like, look, you know, I. And uh, Robbie's mom, you know, she went to labor and I, I came over here and I had dinner. I'm sitting here eating, deciding if I should go st- across the street or not. And I was terrified and scared. Um, And he's basically like, it was a huge mistake. And, you know, I, I regret it to this day, but you can be better and I want you to be better. And I'm, you know, trying to make you a better person than I was. But uh at the same time he's trying to reconcile with robbie um yeah and it was a big moment it's sort of i mean it's you can't hate johnny in this series he does you know mean well he's he makes a lot of really dumb decisions and mistakes but he's doing a lot of growing through the season right and realize you know realizing his flaws and trying to do better still making mistakes obviously but he's trying to change yeah i mean it's hard like i said it's not it's weird because we've always sort of been told especially in the first movie like johnny's the bad guy daniel's the good guy it's as simple as that and that's what i like Uh about this series is that it shows that it's like never black and white because you know, uh, Daniel always jumps to the worst conclusions without without talking. Without, Daniel's a hothead. Yeah, and and you know creates a lot of uh, really bad situations between the two of them. Um, so Miyagi Do, in an attempt to get students, uh, they want to do a demo at a local event. Uh, there's also a funny bit where um, people. I think Amanda points it out that people on the internet are going after Daniel for cultural appropriation. Oh yeah. For having like Asian music and bonsai trees in his <laughs> Miyagi Do commercial. Uh, Daniel's like, this is Miyagi. Like, yeah. <laughs> I mean, people don't realize that. Uh, yeah. And he, you know, sort of sets back on that. It's like, maybe that's not the best idea. Maybe we need to do like a demo and show mm-hmm. what this is all about. 
because um, a few students do show up for the free karate lessons and when Daniel tries his non-traditional stuff on them like well you got to paint the fence or sand the thing and they're like no now we see what it is like <laughs> yeah free karate lessons means free labor for you yeah uh, we're out of here so it doesn't really work and he's still struggling to get students even with a free ad but uh they decide to do this karate demo at a local event in that they uh dealership sponsors and they're like you know we're gonna go up on stage and do our little peaceful dance moves and of course uh miguel hears about this and i think it's miguel one of the cobra kai hears about it whether him or hawk or somebody and they go tell johnny and he's like let's take care of that mm -hmm. we're gonna stop that so they somehow miraculously within like and half an hour um get somebody to set up like a light show oh, and like a projection fireworks yeah and, and per yeah uh pyro and all kinds of shit and right in the middle of the miyagi do demonstration here come the cobra kai like doing their nazi march cobra yeah. kai cobra kai interrupting like they didn't even wait their turn right and that i think that was like the whole like cool thing and they get mm -hmm. on like a bigger stage and the whole crowd turns their back on Miyagi-Do, and they do the, like, most corny, big, uh, over-the-top, like, 80s fire, board-breaking, Haya karate bullshit demo, and it's, it's so cheesy, it's, it looks, yeah. like, straight out of fucking, um, Miami Connections, uh, but it's, in the show, it's portrayed to be, like, really cool. Yeah, but it just... At least for me, it comes up super corny. Like, this isn't realistic at all. Yeah, they're, you know, these kids that just joined Cobra Kai are, like, doing flips and breaking boards. It's like, <laughs> we never saw any of this in the show. They never show them learn any of this. Like, all these, that's the thing about the show, too. And I guess you just need that progress to go quicker. But it's like, in real martial arts, like... It takes like a fucking year to get a belt. And these kids are like yeah. a weekend. They're doing fucking backflips and, they're, and shit. Yeah, winning tur tournaments and stuff. It's just, Yeah, it makes and, it look way easier than yeah, it is. Yeah. It's... it's like no dedication. doesn't matter. And so, of course, they look badass. Um, everybody gets out their phones and records them. Uh, so, you know, now Cobra Kai is even cooler. They already had a bunch of students. And now they look even cooler. Um and so, you know, they go viral and, and Hawk's a big celebrity because he's real cool. And Daniel, he didn't even get to his finale where he was going to karate chop the the ice like he did oh, in yeah. the second movie. Yeah. And just in Okinawa when he. Yeah. And he didn't even get to the finale. And it's it's weird because, you know, then they show like the soundboard and Kreese is there. Like he I think he basically bullied his way to the soundboard. Mm -hmm. But it's like. How in the hell did that even happen with um, Miyagi Auto Sales being like the biggest sponsor of this basically like fair? It's mm -hmm. sort of like in our town it's Steamboat Days, but it's sort of like the same same type of thing, like Iowa State Fair, that kind of thing. And it's like, dude, they paid to do that. Like, how? Who let them on the stage and let them? You know, whatever. It's it's a TV show. I should let that go, but <laughs> I guess that's why we're talking about it. But it's just sort of like unbelievable. Anyway, unbelievable. So that goes to episode four, um, where we meet a new big character, and that is Tori. Finally, another female. Oh, okay, yeah, Tori. And she's like Amanda, or not Amanda, um, whatever Daniel's daughter's name is, Sam. Sam's uh, rival. Sam's new rival, because everybody needs like a, 
we, we learned by the end of the season that everybody has like a bizarro version of them. Like <laughs> yeah. literally, like there's a little guy, little tiny shrimp person in um, Miyagi-Do. There's one in Cobra Kai. There's a big fat guy in one and one in the other. It's like they, they each have like a bizarro version of themselves. Yeah, the, the, they have to defeat. Right. It's so <laughs> stupid. Uh, each person has their exact match. You know, it's Robbie versus Miguel, Sam versus Tori. But um, we'll get to that. Uh, she shows up at Cobra Kai and, you know, a bunch of people do, but Tori's like the big one. And of course, um, Aisha's like finally another girl in Cobra Kai because she's been the only one. And I don't remember if it's Crease or Johnny puts her up right immediately against Miguel, who's their best and first student, which is like shitty. Like, mm -hmm. hey, new girl, fight our best student who just like <laughs> put on an awesome demo and she actually like sort of whoops Miguel's ass and puts him down. And then I think Miguel actually does pretty good, puts her down, but then shows mercy. And then she like uses that to her advantage and, and flips the script and throws him on the ground. It's like, you know, this is what you get for showing mercy or whatever. Mm -hmm. um, Dimitri shows up at Cobra Kai and, and he decides he wants to finally join um, because he, all of his friends are there and he has this talk with Kreese where he's like, you know, look, if I decide to join the dojo, and Dimitri's my favorite character, he's like, you know, we're going to have to agree that I have, like, asthma, and you can't touch my face, and mm -hmm. I can't do this or that. I don't want to get hit, but I'll hit you. Right. He, like, <laughs> sets out all these ground rules, and then it just cuts to him being shoved out the door with a bloody nose, and it's sort uh -huh. of sad, because, uh, like I said, I love Dimitri. Um, but that is, like, the final nail in the coffin. He is no longer associated with Cobra Kai, does not want to talk to his friends in Cobra Kai, um, and eventually heads over to Miyagi-Do because he's tired of getting his ass beat and he knows that they're nicer over there. Um, Miguel tries to warn Johnny about Kreese, like basically like, look, Kreese beat up Dimitri. He's a piece of shit. And I can tell he's not a good person. Heads up. And Johnny's like, look, I've known the guy forever. He deserves a second chance. Um, you're a kid. Don't tell me what to do. Doesn't want to hear it. Um, Aisha and Tori are now friends so they go to this ritzy country club that we've seen several times it's like a country club with a big like several pools i think and it's mm -hmm. right along the beach um and she takes tori as a friend um and then also sam and robbie are there which we have an incident where uh rob they accuse they, they recognize robbie from his previous life He's like a con artist and a punk ass kid. Right. And this waiter's like, I recognize you. You have to go. And Amanda's like, he's our guest. And they're like, ma'am, he's barred from here. And she's like, I'm Amanda LaRusso and I'm the richest woman in town. So he's going to stay. And I, and I think that's kind of bullshit. Oh, absolutely. Which is like, I have money. So Bi a big Karen move. Yeah, a big Karen move. It, and it's like, you know, we. It doesn't matter. She doesn't even know why. Right. It doesn't even bother asking, like, so what happened here? Yeah. Like, wh wh why is he banned? I would want to know if I was her. Yeah. And it's like, you know what? If he's banned, then he needs to, like, that's his punishment. And well, I don't, you know, I don't care how good he is now. Learn a lesson. Like, yeah, it's learning a lesson. Like, you can't have rich people bailing you out. Right. Well, I mean, Face consequences. But that's, I mean. That's honest, life. <laughs> that's, that's life. Rich people can be like, nope, that's my friend. Yeah. <laughs> And, he can be here. Yeah, and so Aisha and Tori are hanging out, and they run into Sam. Uh, and, you know, Sam's like, hey, Aisha, like, who's your new friend or whatever? And, of course, Tori's, like, very snide and sort of bitchy mm -hmm. and makes some comment 
to her like some snide comment sort of backhanded uh he's like oh you're Larusso's daughter or whatever and then um her and aisha are having this moment and tori shows up and she's like look what i got and she stole a bottle of vodka and of course sam being the goody two shoes is like you better not do that you could get in trouble Mm -hmm. and aisha's like leave us alone you loser like (laughs) you're so lame like i have a cool friend now sorry you didn't want to be friends with me until now Uh uh-huh and i have a new friend so and i i side with aisha and tori in this place because it's like like i'm not the kid that would have stolen the vodka but it's like sam was shitty to aisha that whole first season bullied her her friends fucking made a video of her like as a pig go viral like yep treated her like trash that whole first season now she wants her back and it's like nah like and aisha's still been nice to her after that so it's like you know sorry but uh this is like the moment where they have sort of a tussle back and forth and she pushes uh, Sam into like a table. And of course, it's like the big TV folly yeah. where she falls through the table and the ice cream flips in the air. And... <laughs> Everything is on her. Yeah. <laughs> There's more. There was suddenly more food on that table than before she fell through it. Yeah. And it like <laughs> it's flies in the air and lands directly on her uh, <laughs> after like a small shove on the shoulder or something. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, there's a moment where robbie wants to he, they realize that amanda's um wallet is missing and of course that actually what led to the table thing because um sam being a dumb bitch <laughs> uh it's just irritating she assumes tori did it then because place, she stole vodka there's like hundreds of pe- people here it's a packed place mm-hmm. anybody could have done it and she's automatically after meeting tori once for three mm-hmm. seconds well you're th- She's like, well, you're a thief because you stole vodka. It's like, I stole vodka because it's vodka. It doesn't right. mean I'm going to steal someone's wallet. <laughs> yeah, you, like, you think I'm going to steal your mom's wallet, like, you know, and not going to get caught for it. But anyways, uh, after, you know, she pushes it through the table, uh, Robbie realizes, like, oh, I used to be that dude stealing a wallet, so I bet I know where I can find the people who did it. Mm-hmm. And so what he does is he goes down to, like, the pier, basically down by the docks, and he sets up his phone because he has this idea i'm gonna catch these guys doing it and i'm gonna whoop their asses with my very limited karate skills which is really a dumb idea once again i've I've trained karate two days i can go down and whoop several guys asses um and i'm gonna record it and make it go viral because that's they've decided that uh after cobra kai showed their demo on youtube and it got or facebook or whatever on social media and it got viral and made cobra kai famous he's like we got to stage a fight and Daniel's been very vocal not to do that. He's like, you know, we don't go out and pick fights. Um, we defend ourselves if the situation comes about, but we are not going to go pick a fight and film it. And Robbie tries to do that. So he goes down and he sets up his camera or his phone and he just like that, his friend, his old friends show up and they're like, look, who's here? Uh, and they, they go to whoop his ass. And then um, the older guy that's with them hits him in the back of the head with a boat oar. Yeah. Like knocks Robbie out, and it's like, well, he's fucked. But guess who shows up to save the day? Who? Daniel. Daniel. The Karate Kid himself. He jumps down, and he doesn't know the the phone's recording him. And of course, he whoops all their asses, mm-hmm. uh, saves Robbie. And at that point, Robbie still doesn't tell him until like after he whoops everyone's ass and they get the stuff back. He's basically like, you know, uh, surprisingly, you know. 
I went to, he doesn't tell him that he was setting him up, but he's like, look, I got this all on video of you whooping all these bad guys asses. Um, it's in like, of course, just like every movie and TV show it's in like beautiful 4k set up like the perfect shot. Yeah. And Daniel's like, that's awesome. And that would get us a ton of people, but I still don't want to promote our dojo on violence. Yeah. Right. And so he's like, do not put that out there. Um, we want to get people in the door the right way. So that's where that episode ends. It ends. So we're about halfway through the season. We have episode five. It starts off with a really sort of sad scene. Um, we get, it starts off with flashbacks from Eli's past, um, who's also now known as Hawk. And it's before he had the uh, mohawk back when, you know, people m- brutally made fun of his, his lip um, he's sitting at home and his mom's like, you know, I'm sick of you getting bullied. She calls the school and she's like, I'm going to have them make an announcement not to, not to pick on you, which, um, she means well, but it's like, yeah, it's like, no mom. <laughs> he, <laughs> he's like basically begging her, like, do not do this because it, I'm just going to get my ass beat worse. Yeah. Um, because that's the thing too. They we're it's a flashback, but we already had this moment where they get on the PA system and mm-hmm. they're like. You know, someone's been picking on a kid. We won't say his name, but he has a, you know, a lip deformity. Well, they just say, don't make fun of kids with facial deformities. It's like, hmm, there's like one kid in this whole high school that has a facial deformity. No, you don't understand. My son is getting bullied every day. Yeah, they call him names. Freak, loser, shit lip. It's not right. You have to do something about this. You're going to make an announcement? Don't have them make an announcement. Just please keep his name out of it. I don't want him to be embarrassed. I'm sure that this will nip it in the bud. Uh Uh-huh. You realize what you've done? The school needed to know that this behavior should not be tolerated. But you get it? They're never going to stop making fun of me. I'm a loser. That's not true. Wake up, Mom. I'm a freak. I'm never going to have any other friends besides Dimitri. I'm never going to get a girlfriend. I'm never going to be anything other than a kid with a weird lip. You know, we have this flashback of him, and then it, it flashes forward, and he's getting this... Uh, stupid hawk tattoo on his back like touched up yeah and he's got his girlfriend moon there um which she's like besides dimitri one of the only other likable characters um dating hawk is not a likable thing but she seems to be like one of the few people who who truly does understand the peace between both groups and is just like look i just want to be friends with everybody i don't give a shit about the the Mm -hmm. dojos like i just like everybody i like i like moon Mm -hmm. um but uh this is when Hawk, he's on his phone and he sees that Dimitri left a bad Yelp review on Cobra Kai, which is very <laughs> Dimitri. Yeah. I love it. It's like perfectly Dimitri. That's why I love this character because it's like maybe it's because I would drop to that level of petty, but it's like the best way to get back at them is not like word of mouth, but go leave them a Yelp review. And it's like these guys are douchebags oh, and are bullies. But like to be fair, he's he is a child in this grown ass man like whooped his ass. Right. Like. It wasn't right. Yeah. <laughs> Like, I feel like Dimitri's, like, the only character that's not um, exaggerated over the top. Like, he's, to me, he's, like, the most real. Because he's just, like, 
he's funny and he's sarcastic and he faces like the real shit. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like that's how I would sort of be. Like he uses his mouth more so. He he's outsmarts people. Yeah. And is funny and rips people. Uh, I don't know. I just I relate the most to Dimitri. Um, <laughs> and then Sam and Robbie and. Uh, Dimitri decide to go to the mall to have lunch in the food court and of course Dimitri's like oh my gosh I forgot like whatever comic book you know they they do the stereotype of him being a huge nerd is out today so I'm gonna go to the comic shop do you guys need anything and they're like no you fucking nerd they're so cool for that but um he goes to the comic book shop and he's looking at stuff and in comes Hawk and he's like I saw your Yelp review bro yeah, Hawk is just way too protective of the dojo. He's like, protective. He's just a fuck. I mean, if Daniel's just, a hothead, Hawk is like uh, ramped yeah, up to 100. It's just like I kind of understand like what the dojo means to him. But it's also like you need to chill the fuck out. <laughs> like it's it's you there's know, other things in life. It's not your dojo. You're part of it. You know, it's. Yeah, so stop blindly defending them. So Hawk shows up and and he's going after his own friend uh, Dimitri, which Hawk is such a bully because like Dimitri he knows can't defend himself. But not only does he show he show up to beat his ass, but he shows up with like four other Cobra guys mm-hmm. and they corner him in the store and he gets out and he runs to the food court and of course um, Robbie and Sam are nowhere to be found and Dimitri's like fuck I'm about to get my ass whooped and they they circle him in the food court and here comes like sam and robbie like batman and robin they come swinging in sam's wearing this like stupid pink polo and mom jeans yeah uh really just uh i i for some reason i hate this scene but uh it's so typical where you know they come in they swoop in they whoop all the cobra kai's asses uh using like lunch trays and shit uh sweeps and all this stuff and uh, Dimitri's like sort of stuck there in the middle. Like I think he gets hit once or something, but he's just sort of like all the chaos is going on around him. And then, you know, they get their ass whooped, and he's like, "That's what I thought." You know, uh, it's a big deal. But I think I don't remember if that one gets recorded too. But it becomes I think yeah, that one gets recorded and goes goes online and goes viral, which is a big reoccurring theme. Um, but this is the point where like. Uh, Hawk goes back to Cobra Kai and he's really pissed that he got his ass beaten and embarrassed. So he's like in the back room. They have two different rooms at Cobra Kai, which is sort of confusing. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's in the back and there's like a heavy bag and he's just going nuts on it because he's a fucking lunatic. <laughs> like Hawk is just unhinged. He, he, he just has so much energy. When he was uh, Eli, he did not have that much energy. It's like the Mohawk gives him stupid energy uh, or he's on drugs or something. But <laughs> he's back there. Yeah, yeah, he's back there like rage. And Kreese, of course, sees potential like this guy's a raging asshole. Let's take advantage of him rather than Miguel. So he's like, it'd be a shame if someone retaliated by fucking up Miyagi-Do. Mm-hmm. And uh, planted a seed in his brain. Yep. And uh, at this point, um, Miguel and Tori are sort of bonding. They end up kissing. Uh, and then Sam and Robbie almost kiss when they're in the backyard. But Sam stops and is like, you know... Or Robbie's like, I can't do this because uh, I'm living here now and I don't want to screw this up. Like, I've got a good thing going. Um, let's take it slow and be respectful because he knows, like, if Daniel and Amanda found out that he was smooching on Sam, they would probably be like, you know, you can't live here. Uh-huh. Um, Daniel goes and finds that Miyagi-Do has been destroyed. And uh, 
the cars have been spray painted and vandalized, uh, and they stole Miyagi's Medal of Honor. Which that's a really deep low blow. Yeah, to me, like all of it's shitty. Like uh-huh. it's, it's exaggerated for TV, but it's like you fucking stole a Medal of Honor. Like there's mm-hmm. no that it's like stealing someone's Nobel Peace Prize. Like it's sentimental and it has no. Val- real value to that person taking it it's a you know right like he and hawk doesn't even know miyagi's history which mm-hmm. is shitty he just did it because he's like this is yeah this is cool like i don't know it's one thing to just to and, and that's what you know they want you to feel they want you to feel mad but it's like mm-hmm. don't fuck with miyagi like yeah it's just not cool um and they fucked with the car and it's like once again miscommunications <laughs> always lead to the finale of these shows um daniel goes to cobra kai really fucking mad uh, gets up in johnny and Kreese's face uh and is like you know how could you do this to our uh dojo how could you and and johnny's like i don't know what you're talking about because he doesn't mm-hmm. um and he w- he would not be cool with it but once again daniel won't he's like what happened and daniel won't tell him he's like you know what happened you did it yeah. you know exactly what happened you told him to do it and it's like Dude, he teaches teenagers, like, go to him and be like, look, I think some of your students fucked up my dojo. Um, can you f- try to help me figure out who it was so we can call the cops? But <laughs> the cops don't exist here, apparently. Um, but yeah, he's, um, this, this is go- going on in front of the class. So it's all these teenagers are hearing it and pretty much the only one that really knows what Daniel is talking about is Crease and Hawk. Right. So. And this actually is a really cool scene, I think, because um, some of the students see what happened and they hear what happened and hear what Daniel's saying and they're like, we don't want to be a part of this. This isn't cool. And they walk out. Mm-hmm. And of course, uh, Johnny's like, where are you guys going? You know, what happened? And it's like, Crease is like, let them go. They're weak if they have any care. <laughs> That if they give a shit about Medal of Honor, then yeah. let them go. Uh, but I thought it was just nice that, like, it wasn't your typical, like, everybody in Cobra Kai is bad and they, mm-hmm. they're they going to think it's cool. Like, no, there's caring people in here. So uh, it leaves with, like, several students leaving uh, Cobra Kai. Yeah. So I guess we're halfway through season. We'll take a quick break. And then we will come back after we hear from the Prescribed Films Podcast Network. Sounds good. You're listening to the Prescribed Films Podcast Network, home to hundreds of hours of free podcast entertainment. The shows on this network all have a common goal, providing you with the best discussions about movies and other forms of entertainment media. The PFPN hopes to fill your ear holes with audio joy. Visit our website with links to all the other amazing shows at www.thepfpn.com. Thanks for listening. Okay, and we're back. So episode six is when Johnny's trying to find out who vandalized Miyagi-Do. He's basically like, making these kids do a bunch of, you know, hard work, like, I don't know, push-ups and sit-ups and do, like, basically manual, like, trying to get it out of them by making them do manual labor. Yeah. And make 
whoever did it admit to doing it. And of course, Hawk is a piece of shit, so he won't. Yeah, he's making everybody, including himself, suffer just to, you know, be a coward. But him and Kreese have this like little wink wink, like side relationship now. Where it's like, I know your secret. You know my secret. Ooh, we're kissy kissy. <laughs> uh, uh, Dimitri and Chris, who is the uh, big black kid, mm-hmm. um, he shows up at Miyagi Do with a couple other students that left Cobra Kai, and they're like, we don't want to be a part of that. We want to come over here. Of course, Robbie and Dimitri are both like, we do not let Cobra Kai in here. Uh, they represent all things bad in karate. They're not good people. Um, they can't join Miyagi Do, and and of course Daniel is like everybody deserves a second chance. They're only kids. Uh, they did the right thing by leaving, so they're welcome here. So Dimitri and Chris have a big beef because they used to be friends, and then uh, Chris was part of the group that beat him or tried to beat him up at the mall was with Hawk, and throughout the the season. Um, up leading up to this, we could tell that Chris uh, was apprehensive about the way Cobra Kai was handling things. He was always sort of second guessing, like, I don't really want to do this, but I want to be part of this group. Uh, so they sort of show that, you know, he is a good person. He just uh, got mixed up with the wrong group. And then he finally decides, like, enough's enough. I'm going to leave. So he's over there. And uh, throughout this episode, him and Dimitri sort of uh, fight and bicker back and forth until you know of course daniel fixes it with teamwork or whatever but um daniel's finally admits like after uh these guys do not want the cobra kai in their group he's like look i was a cobra kai once <gasps> and it's a big yeah big reveal like like you were in cobra kai what do you mean you were in cobra kai and we get a little flashback for our first time sort of a reference to I think it was the first time Karate Kid 3's referenced where he talks about Terry Silver and how he was sucked in because Miyagi wouldn't train him. Mm-hmm. And so it shows the flashbacks of uh, Daniel training at Cobra Kai with that wooden dummy where he's breaking the boards and gets bloody knuckles. And when we get Dark Daniel. Yeah. Um, dark Daniel. This is sort of a cool little side story we get in this episode where Johnny um, goes to visit a friend mm-hmm. He gets a call and he goes to visit a friend in the hospital and we find out it's uh, Tommy from the original Cobra Kai uh, group in, in Karate Kid 1. These were like sort of just the, like the side, small side characters to Johnny, mm-hmm. like his his little group of friends. We have Bobby, Tommy and Jimmy um, are all there at the hospital visiting Tommy, who's clearly got like cancer or something. He's uh, real sick, really sick. And they're basically like, you know, this is it for him, like. Let's go on a road trip. One more road trip with Tommy. Get him out of the hospital because uh, he's going to die anyway. So let's mm-hmm. let him roll. Mm-hmm. Uh, they go out to a bar. It's like a whole side story. Meanwhile, he leaves uh, Crease with the students, which is a bad thing. <laughs> yeah. uh, Crease is like basically gets like one night with these kids and he fucks everybody up. But yeah, uh, the Cobra Kai group, the old Cobra Kai group of Johnny, Bobby, Tommy and Jimmy all go out to a bar. They're all riding their motorcycles. Very boomerish. Uh, but they have a lot of cool flashbacks of them on the dirt bikes as, as kids. And um, it's amazing how everybody looks way older, except for Johnny. <laughs> yeah. Uh, everybody looks about 20 years older than Johnny. 
but they go out to a bar and they're all having a good time and having some drinks and reminiscing. He admits that, you know, they're, they're like, you know, what have you been up to? And he's like, well, I reopened Cobra Kai. And they're all like, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> you idiot. And then it's like, yeah, and John Kreese is part of it. And then they're like, okay, you really are fucking stupid. What mm-hmm. are you doing? Um, and he's, you know, of course, trying to explain himself. You know, it's not a big deal. It's just, you know, I'm sorry. My bad. But, you know, you guys don't know the situation. Um, of course they go over and they want to play a game of pool and some guy confronts them. Some punk ass dude is like, you know, like, I think he's like touching a girl and being inappropriate and they say something to him. Or the guy's like, what are you guys staring at? And of course starts a big bar brawl where, um, you know, obviously, uh, Johnny still, he's a sensei, but the rest of them hadn't really practiced karate since they were kids and they all it all comes back to them like riding uh-huh. a bike and they whip all the whole entire bar's ass uh they get out of there they go into the woods to camp out for the night you know and they have a real heart to heart sitting by the fire and a chat and stuff and uh the, meanwhile crease is back at cobra kai basically teaching these students to be yeah. huge shitheads just brainwashing them while he you know give taking the opportunity to really what's the saying like while the cat's away the mouse will play yeah basically and um we get a really sad conclusion they wake up in the morning uh johnny wakes up to them like screaming and uh of course tommy passed away in his sleep and they call um ambulance and the ambulance shows up in the woods and they show like the body bag zipping up on tommy's face because he passed away which um I believe it might just be a coincidence, but it seems like a reference to the first movie when uh, Tommy is uh, behind Johnny at the finals when he's facing Daniel and he goes, uh, get him a body bag. Oh, God. Yeah, (laughs) that's dark. Yeah, because he's talking about, you know, kill Uh basically kill Daniel, get him a body bag. And then we see Tommy in a Mm -hmm. body bag. So uh, that's how we end this episode, and it's a very sad note. We've lost Tommy, um, and we'll talk a little bit about that in the my notes at the end. I have some interesting insight into that, but that brings us to episode seven. So episode seven, we have the uh, Miyagi-Do guys. They're all training. It's like super hot out. Uh, they're all complaining about sweating too much and it being too hot out, so uh, Daniel's like, you're too hot. I got somewhere you can train. And he takes him into a, a meat cooler somewhere. Somehow he has access to a meat cooler. Um, and then uses it like use, you know, the cold to your advantage. You can hear people coming. You can do this. And they, they basically are like putting a student in the center and having them circle around. And he calls out a number uh-huh. and that student has to attack the person in the middle. So the person in the middle is always on defense. Uh-huh. Um, defending himself and this is sort of a growing lesson for dimitri basically this whole plot because dimitri is still struggling with his self-confidence and um he's sort of a debbie downer so every time like he gets thrown in these situations he's like i don't want to do it uh eventually he he blocks one kick and they're all like yay he did it and then he calls out the next number and the next person comes and kicks him right in the stomach uh <laughs> puts a swift end to that but um sort of a fun lesson meanwhile uh Amanda is absolutely pissed at him. She's called like a million times and Daniel has his phone put away and uh, he's in the fucking doghouse now because he's once again neglecting her and the dealership. Uh, I think like one of the salespeople ends up quitting. 
Um, yeah, because he got a better job offer, and he said he would stay if they can um, match. And he gave Daniel an opportunity to sit down and try to match it. He, he basically, like, had it set up a meeting for Daniel to explain a situation, and Daniel, of course, bailed and didn't show up. Mm-hmm. And so he cost it, and Amanda's rightfully pissed at him. Meanwhile... The Cobra Kai group um, go out into the woods to play basically capture the flag, which is like capture the headband. Splits the teams up into red versus blue. Um, and this whole this whole device is basically set to put Miguel versus Hawk. But my problem with this is that, so Miyagi team, they're saying, oh, it's so hot out, it's so hot out. And then you look at Cobra Kai and they're like dressed very like, Long sleeves. Like it's fall. Like it's fall. It's like, I thought it was hot out, but anyway. Uh, I do think that it's probably in the shade in the woods. It's a lot better. Yeah, but would you, everybody dress like that? Like it's chilly? No, probably not. But uh, you're supposed to wear long sleeves in the woods to not get ticks and stuff. Yeah. But whatever. uh, Basically, they divide up the Cobra Kai group into Team Red and Team Blue, I think, uh, or Black. I think Crease is maybe black and johnny's team is uh red red. and you know this whole device is made so that we get a final showdown between uh hawk and uh miguel because now miguel represents the good in cobra kai Mm -hmm. which is johnny and hawk represents the bad which is crease and so they eventually have a big standoff and they have this epic fight back and forth boom you know kicking each other's asses and Miguel wins, and it's revealed during this fight, like, Hawk shows off the Medal of Honor, like, almost, yeah. like, like being a shithead, like, look what I stole, and it was me the whole time. Yeah. What are you gonna do about it? Pretty proud of it. He's flaunting it, and Miguel's, like, a good kid still, so he's like, fuck you, I'm gonna whoop your ass and take it, so he does. He whoops his ass and rips it right off his neck and finishes him, and then we get a, a twist where we think Miguel's one, and then uh, Stingray. Yeah. The new, the new member that we talked about earlier. That's too old to be in the in the group. Yeah, I guess we sort of forgot to mention him in the uh, when he shows up at the dojo, but um, he's he, like he's yeah. like hiding in the leaves. He's covered himself in leaves so he wouldn't even be like touched, and he just jump basically jumps up and grabs the headband off of Miguel, mean taking the the win, but. Um, Stingray is a character that I talked about in the first episode, I think, where he was working at the hardware store uh-huh. helping uh, Johnny and was into Metallica and stuff. He's like way older. He's like Johnny's age. Uh, maybe oh, not older. Johnny's age. He's probably I would say in his he's like, like 30s. 30s. And he's a new comic relief we have. Um, and he, when he shows up in the dojo, he, you know, they instantly tell him you're too old. And he's like, oh, I don't have a problem beating up kids. <laughs> and uh, they uh, are don't want him to be there, basically. But then he's like, I have uh, I, living at my parents' house. I have nothing but like disposable cash. So they yeah. let him in. And in this episode, he shows up, he jumps out of the leaves, wins a thing, and then they're like, you know, what's with the braided goatee? And he's like, oh, my new name is Stingray. He like re- He's like, Hawk, Hawk was so cool, I wanted to rebrand myself. Mm-hmm. And so he's pretty funny. He has like a braided goatee and, and stupid flat top haircut. Um, just stupid bullshit. But uh, yeah, this is where Miguel takes that um, Medal of Honor that he got from Hawk, 
and he does the right thing and he shows up at LaRusso's and he's ready to give it to either Amanda or Daniel. But Robbie answers the door and says that Amanda's not there. Mm-hmm. And he's like, what are you doing here? And he's like, look, here's this. And he's like, Robbie's like, I knew you stole it. And he's like, I didn't steal it, but I wanted to do the right thing and bring it back. And Robbie goes back to his old bad roots and he pockets it. And um, Sam comes out there. She's like, who is that? It's like wrong house. And I wasn't sure what his intentions were when he was doing that. I didn't know if he was just not, didn't know what to say or why he didn't just flat out be like, this is what just happened. And like, but it becomes clearer. Yeah. What he really should have done if he was smarter and wanted to put a bigger wedge between Sam and Miguel was been like, Miguel just dropped this off. He stole it. Yeah. But then again, it's also still like, well, then it would be like, well, Miguel felt guilty, so he brought it back. He doesn't want to give Miguel any credit for doing the right thing. Yeah. So he pockets it, and we'll learn what he does with it later. And uh, meanwhile, Johnny has a talk with Kreese in the back room of Cobra Kai and basically is like, dude, this isn't working. Like, you're making my students too violent. You are a hazard you are not a good person um things haven't changed i thought you could change i thought i'd give you a second chance but you gotta go you can't be part of cobra kai and uh that's where we end episode seven with johnny kicking crease out of cobra kai for good right for good forever forever we never see crease again i'm sure yeah he goes off and into the to the night Okay, and we're coming down the home stretch. We're on episode eight, which kicks off with a really funny scene. Um, it's like a, uh, I think it's, I don't remember. I'm, I'm probably really bad about this. Uh, what is the, it's like Rat or Cinderella or some 80s band. Uh, Here I Go Again or Great White. Great White, maybe, or, or White, White Snake. Snake. <laughs> That's it, White Snake, because it's Tawny Catan or something that's on the car. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Johnny has this uh, there's this big musical number basically with Carmen who's uh, Miguel's mom that lives next door um, it's basically a reenactment of the 80s music video for that with Carmen instead of the girl and Johnny and they're like you know it, it's way over the top where you know she's feeding him food and they have this big epic love story it's really funny actually and uh, of course Johnny wakes up and it was all a dream obviously mm-hmm. um, so he steps outside and he's like energized refreshed he's gonna go ask uh carmen on a date because he's got this crush on her and he's got this motivation from this dream and he goes to knock on her door and she comes around the corner with her new boyfriend Uh oh and he's like a rich white dude who has an accent and he's he's supposed to be funny mm-hmm. um basically everything johnny's not successful um handsome uh, not an 80s asshole, but uh, <laughs> now Johnny sort of goes back. You know, he he meets him and he's nice about it. He's not a hothead. Uh, he goes back to Cobra Kai. Uh, he, he pulls it off like he was just picking up Miguel. And he goes to Cobra Kai and he's like, you know, Crease is gone. Like, we got to learn honor and respect again. Um, meanwhile, back at uh, Miyagi-Do, Dimitri is they're They're trying to clean up the dojo. And he finds the Medal of Honor out in the yard. Uh, you know, of course, Robbie knows what happens. He he puts it out in the yard to, to basically discredit um, Miguel for doing the right thing. So it seems like 
you know, the whole time. It was there the whole time, even though they looked everywhere. And I honestly thought that he was trying to be like, oh, it wasn't Cobra, Cobra Kai. It was just lost. I don't know. I, I was confused. His motive's still weird. I, just, I did not understand his motive. Yeah, he just didn't <laughs> want to give any credit to Miguel. Okay, and I get that now. <laughs> um, and then we get a fun scene where Sam and Robbie, they want to go out on a date. They're officially a couple now, but they still haven't come out to... Um, Daniel and Amanda, but they're like, let's go to the roller skating rink. Like these kids still live in the eighties somehow. <laughs> uh, and they're like, let's go to the roller skating rink and it's eighties night, which I sort of wish that would actually happen. Like yeah. a roller skating, like, like cosplay night at the skating rink. But you know, uh, we have a pandemic, but anyways, <laughs> uh, I don't remember they dress up. I don't remember what they officially dressed up as, uh, um, pretty and pink. Okay. Um, yeah. Ducky and yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and uh she so she's got this like pink dress on with puffy sleeves and he's got like a white suit on and they go there um meanwhile we find out that you know on the other end of it um miguel asked tori out on a date and she's like well i'm working at the skating rink tonight and he's like well i can show up and we can eat like french fries over your break or something um so which you know at that age it mm-hmm. was like if your girlfriend or boyfriend works somewhere, you would show up oh, where they yeah. work and hang out, yep. you know, and uh, we did that at Shopco, you know, with our <laughs> friends. We go hang out with our friends at work. And uh, of course, they do this without knowing that the other one's there and they show up. And, uh, you know, of course, right away, Sam's like, ma'am, can you get us a menu? Then realizes Tori. It's like, I didn't know you worked here, whatever. Um it's interesting because like Robbie and Tori have no connection at all. They don't even know each other. Uh-huh. Um, but you know, Sam and Miguel obviously still have feelings towards each other. So they go and they're like, Sam's skate is broken. So she goes to get a new set of skates. And meanwhile, Miguel's up there and he's like, you know, I didn't, I'm really sorry. I didn't know you'd be here. And they're having a back and forth. And Miguel's like, why do you care if I have a new girlfriend? You have a new boyfriend. You're here on a date. And Sam's like, well, I'm not here on a date. It's like, really? Yeah. Like, it's like, he's heard that before where it's like their first date wasn't actually a date. Right. And Sam's straight up lying. Like, oh yeah. They're, and, they're kissing. Like they're a couple now. Yeah. They're holding hands. Like, it's a fucking date. Right. And she's just basically saying that cause she still wants to leave the door open. And it's like, don't fuck with Miguel at this point. Like I'm totally on Miguel's side. Yeah. Like, like move on. Like he's, he's he tried to get you back and now you now you want to open that door again because you saw him with with tori mm-hmm. and you don't like tori and she's like i don't know how you could go out with a girl like that and he's like it's none of your fucking business i tried to hook back <laughs> up with you and you wanted nothing to do with me so fuck right off <laughs> yeah um and of course we eventually get a scene where um tori's coming she's skating she's got like a big tray of food and, and uh fries and stuff and she comes up from behind and and like shoulder Sam and sort of knocks her uh, down. So then Sam takes her skate and completely trips Tori, which makes all the food fly and, and everything. And that's all people really see. So like yeah. security guard, which we thought was interesting. At least I did that. They even have a security guard, but I mean, it, it's a happening place that they have a security. I don't yeah. Know. They need a security guard like full time at the, I guess they do it like fun city. So that makes sense. Yeah. But um, he comes and he, he just sees that part and he's like, you lunatic get the fuck out of here because mm-hmm. uh, you know it looks like suddenly sam looks like the bully which yeah yeah she she kind she of is she yeah kinda is. she started this shit and she's you know she's she's uh 
sort of being shitty to Robbie because it's like, you know, poor. And I'm saying poor Robbie, but it's like you got to decide if you're with Robbie, then don't start your drama back up with Miguel and don't get Miguel heated and back into the stuff either. He's he's done. Like he's out. And I I wonder as you know what the creators attend for us to want to see <laughs> if that makes any sense because i feel like they're they're trying to make sam to be like the relatable girl like everyone can see themselves in sam and sam's kind of the victim where it's like i don't really see that i don't know if that's that's a unique perspective or no, that's I, I think you're right i think it's once again the they're doing the thing like they're doing with johnny too or not johnny but daniel mm-hmm. where we hated johnny up until a point and we're learning that oh there's two sides to every story yeah. that daniel can be an asshole and is not always good and same with sam like yeah she's no, no one's innocent basically right um but we get a sort of funny scene where uh, johnny is feels defeated because carmen has a new boyfriend so uh miguel helps him set up a tinder basically and he's like you know what do you like and he's like hot babes and cool cars whatever <laughs> uh and so he sets it up and he he meets up he sets up a bunch of dates which is like that's not how tinder works but he basically speed dates he goes to this bar and has all these girls show up one by one and of course they all have problems they all have issues which is stupid Whereas like this girl likes she's a feminist and she's political that's not you know johnny's type or this girl's this or that and they basically all clash with him and eventually he actually runs into the woman that we see from the very first episode where uh, he's installing that TV at in an apartment complex and she, you know, which got him fired in the first place, which made him set up the dojo. Mm-hmm. Um, but eventually uh, he does meet up with a, like the perfect girl who does his move on him. Yeah. Um, bumps he, into him. Bumps into him, offers him a beer. They're like hitting it off. They're perfect. She's hot. Like they're a perfect match. And he's sitting there and he realizes right behind her is Carmen's new boyfriend he just met that day. And he's like basically like bragging about how he's going to hook up with her and how she's just like a side piece and to his friends. And then he sees him with another woman and is like making out with her. And so um, I'm like, I feel like that was we all saw that coming. It's like he's going to be like from the beginning. It's like this guy is going to be proved to be a scumbag. Right. Somehow. Yeah. And so he goes up to use the restroom. It's closed. So he goes out in the alley to pee conveniently. So Johnny follows him, follows him out there. And he's basically like, look, you need to treat Carmen with more respect. And he's like, oh, you got a thing for, her? you know, and, and Johnny whoops his ass to the point of like mercy gets him scared. And he's like, look, I will He basically threatens him. Like, I'll I'll make this worse if but you got to leave Carmen alone forever. Like, just ghost her. Mm-hmm. And he agrees to that. And of course, he shows up back at home and Carmen's waiting on her boyfriend and Johnny's like, you know, I'm really sorry. He doesn't deserve you. And so he asks her out on a date. That's sort of the uh, finale is like Johnny finally asked Carmen. She's like, you know, does that mean you're going to take me on a date? He's like, yeah, you want to go on a date? And they agree to go on a date. So finally, Johnny and Carmen are going to go on a date, which Carmen's like one of the nicest, probably the only like pure character on the show so far. So it's it's sort of nice to see Johnny finally win once. He's doing great. Yeah, which takes us, like I said, we're getting to the home stretch, episode nine, where um, 
we show up at the LaRusso's house and Robbie's mom is there. And it's a big deal. Like they're ready to tell um John, tell Daniel and Amanda that they're dating. They get all hyped up and they're um very excited or or very nervous to tell them and they agree to it like let's just go in and tell them. They walk in the living room and there's Robbie's mom. And he's like, "Mom, what are you doing here?" And you know, he he, she's like, I'm going to leave. I'm leaving again. He's like, of course you're leaving again. You All you do is leave me. And she's like, well, this time I'm getting help. I'm going into rehab. Mm-hmm. And I talked to the LaRussos, and they're okay with you staying here as long as you enroll in school. Uh, a very nice, real moment. Yeah. Like, that's what she needs. She needs. She's going in for pills and alcohol and, and going into treatment to do better for him. So you feel for her because it's clear she has a problem. Uh, meanwhile... Moon, who is Hawk's ex, um, like I said, one of the few characters I really like on the show, she throws a party and she invites uh, the Miyagi-Do group. She's like, hey, you know, Sam, you should come and bring your karate friends. And this is like the end of summer party. Right, right before they go back to school. It's a big house party because her parents are out of town and she's (laughs) rich and has a huge house. Um, So they show up and who else is in the living room? Cobra Kai. Yes, Cobra Kai is sitting there. And so they're awkwardly standing across the room from each other, staring each other down. Uh, Meanwhile, Tori is in the back playing a drinking game where she bounces on one leg on a bar stool while taking shots and drinking solo cups of beer, um, challenging other guys and girls. Uh, So, of course, she comes in and challenges Sam to this. Mm-hmm. And we know that Sam's a goody little two-shoes, and it's clear she's can't handle her alcohol, but she really hates Tori and wants to show that she's not just the good princess, because that's what she calls her the entire time, princess. And Tori really pours it on a little bit here. I mean, rightfully so, Sam sucks, but um, she just pours on the princess thing, like, and it represents, once again, the whole, you know, what we thought Johnny versus Daniel, it's like, the poor... Uh, mm-hmm. Tori's poor and has like you know to work several jobs and we learned that her mom had to work uh, several jobs just to, to make ends meet and she sort of got this chip on her shoulder that's why she's a bully and then she, she sort of hates Sam because Sam comes from a rich family with lots of money yep. and, and doesn't have to have a job she has a nice car um, this is sort of where we, we get that beginning of that like oh everybody in Cobra Kai and Miyagi-Do has a match Yep. Um, but uh, they go back out and they're drinking and, and Sam somehow wins the drinking game. Um, Stingray's there doing Edward 40 hands. Uh, he's hilarious. He shows up with like his girlfriend or wife or something. And she's like, I, I wouldn't say wife, it's it's, a gr- like a girl. Yeah. And, and she's like, I thought we were showing up to a party with your friends. And he's like, these are my friends. <laughs> their parents are home. Yeah. Their parents are home. He's hilarious. Um, so they're all getting trashed and they have a lot of issues back and forth. Um, you know, eventually, um, Hawk is having issues because Moon broke up with him and now he he wants to try to get back to her or get back at her by hitting on another chick and he finds out that other chick is Moon's new girlfriend. Yeah, so it was like a huge burn. Not only, he was like being all cocky, like telling his friends like, watch this, I'm going to get this girl and then his ex goes up and kisses her. Yeah, which is (laughs) awesome because fuck Hawk. Yeah. (laughs) And so Hawk is just like, super insecure and pissed off that 
not only did he not get this new girl, his, his ex-girlfriend has moved on and she's to that like, girl. Yeah, and he's like sitting on the couch watching them make out. It's really creepy. Yeah. But um, <laughs> this is a really sort of fun moment, or I liked it, where Dimitri shows up and he's still Dimitri. He's still a good guy. And he goes and sits next to Hawk and he's like, hey, Eli, you know, I'm, I know you have tried to kill me. Um, but I, he's still trying to fix that bridge, um, because Dimitri's like the nicest person on the show. And isn't this where they start bonding over Doctor Who? He, yeah, he's like, did you, have you watched, he's like, quietly sort of tries to get back into a conversation with him. He's like, have you seen any of the new Doctor Who? And he's like, I don't watch nerd shit. He's like, oh, well, Moffat left, he's not the showrunner. And of course, uh, Hawk is a little bit like, oh, really? What's, Mm -hmm. he's like... Well then, um, who's a new who's a new doctor? Is he cool? And he's like, she is pretty awesome. He's like, what? They have a girl doctor, uh-huh. and they have a back and forth. And uh, I don't remember. I think it's maybe the girls kissing or something. Dimitri says, but he ends up standing up and pouring his drink on. Yeah, Dimitri's it's kind of like Dimitri's kind of like having a heartfelt, like let's be friends. It's okay, Hawk. You know, yeah, and, he, he tells and, him like, you know, dude, get over her. Don't worry about it. Like she's moved on. And it's like Hawk is like too masculine to accept that kindness. Mm-hmm. And so he just has to like make up for it, make up for it, like prove that, you know, he has the bigger dick and, you know, pours his beer on top of Dimitri's head, which he did not deserve. So. Right. He's being the good guy and, and extending the olive branch. Yeah, which, and he's just like, I can't show emotion. <laughs> yeah. And so that's when, uh, you know, we eventually get this moment where Dimitri um, interrupts the DJ and grabs the mic and he goes up and he's like doing a stand up bit pretty much. He's mm-hmm. like he's like doing a, a 10 minute uh, stand up act all based on hawk or as he calls yeah, him eli and he's like you know eli, roasting him yeah it's pretty good he's like you know you know hawk or as or eli or as you guys know him as hawk um you might know not know these few few things about him he bawled his eyes out when dobby cried in harry potter mm-hmm. uh you know all this stuff and basically leads up to the point where he's like and he wets the bed mm-hmm. still wets the bed my mom would call the the rollout match air mattress that he when he spent the night the water bed <laughs> Uh, Eli's waterbed or whatever and he's like you know obviously Hawk is fuming trying to get at Dimitri and they're holding him back holding him back um, right as he's about to get to him the cops show up um, everybody starts to split meanwhile in the backyard Miguel goes to check on Amanda who's trashed um, and she's pissed because she figured out that Robbie hid the Medal of Honor yeah um, because her what's her friend's name the girl Aisha Aisha was just kind of mentions like no uh now I'm forgetting everyone's name Miguel showed up and gave yeah. it to Robbie yeah and she and, knew that yeah and she's like oh well Robbie threw it in the yard then that's not cool like uh-huh. so then we figure out what the motive was and we figure out you know um so she's pissed at him so she's in the backyard by herself basically sobbing uh poor me and Miguel, being a nice guy, just goes to check on her, make sure she's okay, and she kisses Miguel. Mm-hmm. Um, shitty move on her part, because Tori's watching from upstairs. Yeah. And now Tori's livid, and the cops are there, everybody splits. Um, Robbie, is he finds Sam, and he's like, let's go. At this point, he doesn't know they've kissed. Um, and he's like, we gotta go, we gotta go. Um, meanwhile, there's this whole side story where um, Johnny and, and Amanda go out on a date, 
he he owes her a date night because he's been such a shithead. Um, he's like, let's go out while the kids are gone. Um, let's go to a Mexican restaurant. They show up and they get sat right next to Johnny and Carmen. And uh, the entire time, at first, Johnny and uh, and Daniel are bickering back and forth really stupidly. And freaking um, Daniel started it. Like, oh he, yeah, he like um. Johnny got some kind of beer. He's like, huh, enjoy your Coors. Coors Banquet. Yeah. And because, you know, they're all, he's drinking like some fancy whiskey or something. I don't know. Yeah. And basically constantly taunting yeah. Johnny and making fun of him, of course, you know. And then eventually Amanda and Carmen hit it off. And Carmen's like, what if we pull the tables together? And they're like, no, no, let's not do that. And we have a second moment like we did in the first season where uh, eventually johnny and daniel start warming up to each other and agree on certain things like they want the waitress to write down the order and she won't and she messed it up right and they're like oh knew she'd do that you know we agree on that we agree on this we agree on and finally um they bro out and they have a great night together like they realize that they're not all that different just sort of like that moment where they're test driving the car in the first season um we get to that point where they're almost in agreement, and they're and they're getting along, and they shake hands. Um, they call it a good night. It's pretty pretty fun little scene where they they mend fences a little bit and actually have a good time. Um, but right after Johnny gets home, he gets a knock at his door, and it's Robbie and Sam. And Sam is too drunk; she doesn't want her parents seeing her like that. And Robbie's like, "I know where we can go," so he shows up at the house and. Uh, let him in, and that's the end of that episode. And so that brings us to the finale, which finale. is wild. Wild. This could be its own episode. <laughs> uh, episode ten, the finale sh- is kicks off with the fucking wildest shit. Like Daniel is trying; he's frantically trying to find Sam. He realizes when he wakes up after he scores with Amanda, like there's a weird sex thing where it's mm-hmm. like, uh, you know, do you think the kids knew he had sex? And and and. and Daniel's like, well, they didn't hear me. Yeah, it's like, your kids aren't even home. Well, their son is, Mm -hmm. but he doesn't matter. (laughs) So we find out that Amanda's a screamer. And and so, you know, of course, they're like, they go into the room, check up on Sam. She's gone. Robbie is gone. Mm -hmm. Hmm, You guys think they're together? Um, That's when they go into a room trying to figure out, you know, what's going on. And Amanda knows how to break into Sam's computer conveniently. Mm-hmm. And there's the most ridiculous messages from Aisha that could not be more over. Like, it's just so lazy to me. It's like yeah. Aisha messaged her. She's like, Hey, are you okay? You were really drunk last night. <laughs> and then the cop showed up and it's like, <laughs> It's like, what else could she write in there? Like, and then you kissed Miguel and and it's like, and you're dating Robbie, right? Like incriminating her, like writing everything out for her. It's so over the top, but she's like, they see it and they're like, oh shit. So they check her, they ping her phone basically like find your iPhone, which to me is like wild that Daniel or Amanda would think of that. But Sam wouldn't, even if she's drunk, like kids that age would know how to like, when I was a kid, I knew every way to like to make. I mean, obviously, we didn't have to worry about that kind of stuff when we were teenagers. Uh-huh. But it's like you would think like that's the first thing you just that cover your 
um, what you call it? Cover your cover your bases. Cover your bases. Yeah, like basically turn off your fucking mm-hmm. uh, location services on your iPhone. But somehow Daniel and they ping it and they keep following, keep following. And um, Daniel's like, this is my old neighborhood. Realizes that he when he shows up at the apartment building where the phone is, he sees Johnny's car because he, he never knew where Johnny lived. He shouldn't. He doesn't need to know where Johnny lives, but he sees Johnny's car, which is a stupid Cobra Kai like charger parked out front. He knocks on the door. He's not being rational. Once again, communication. Jesus oh, yeah. Christ. Daniel's a hothead. He shows up at Johnny's apartment and he knocks. And he's like, is my daughter in there? Rightfully so, he's upset. Uh-huh. But he doesn't even let uh, Johnny even a second to explain. And and Johnny, like, locks the door and he's like, you know, let me let me talk to you first. Mm-hmm. He's the one rational one here. He's like, let me explain what happened. It's like, you're not going to come in with that attitude. <laughs> right. Like, you, you need to fucking calm down before you come into my house. And John and uh, Daniel kicks the door in, hits Johnny in the face, uh-huh. comes in, kicks Johnny in the face into the tv um basically whooping his ass they're they're having a whole fucking karate showdown and they don't even know what like if daniel was so concerned about sam why is he here wasting time fighting like yeah you would think he would just like 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 kick the door in and rush right past him not fucking stop and try to have a fucking rematch but um they're basically have this big brawl out fight in like the first opening minutes of this episode uh eventually they figure it out and of course once again the communication is so poor that daniel's like you know you were harboring my drunk daughter or whatever and robbie's like it was me like Mm -hmm. this was on me i was drunk um you know and i came here um we didn't want to i didn't want to show up at your house like this and i think daniel realizes like okay you you guys were right like he did the right thing uh johnny did the right thing by letting them stay there um and take care of themselves like I'm an idiot, and so he's sort of embarrassed and leaves with Sam. Well, he he says something really hurtful to Robbie. It's like if you want to be like be like your dad, like a loser, like your dad, right? Then you stay here, right? It's just like call, like he's talk like, to he, him. He's a teenager. He's like, gonna make mistakes. Yeah, and he's like, if you want to be a piece of shit, go ahead and be a piece of shit. It's yeah, like, it's like dude, you're toxic, dude. Right? Like. <laughs> Like, like have a talk with him like that's the thing about like daniel is supposed to be that guy and it's like sit down and, and talk it out like uh-huh. sit them down and, and be like what happened but he jumps to every conclusion and assumes the worst out of johnny even and it sucks because it's like frustrating the same thing happened in the first season mm-hmm. where him and johnny mend fences and they're good with each other and then immediately it's it's because of yeah. miscommunication it's ruined it's they're like, back to square it's one. It's like they're just so eager to hate each other. Right. They're just, just way more can't... so on Daniel. Yeah. Daniel's end. Like Johnny really doesn't even want Daniel in his life. It's like well, Daniel definitely has is holding such a huge grudge where he doesn't. It's like he's hurt. It's like Johnny's hurt Daniel so much that he giving him the benefit of the doubt is just invalidating to experience i think and that's i sound like a therapist like but no that's yeah the yeah it's just like what they're doing you're it's like to admit that johnny's not bad would be pretty much admitting he won or something admitting he won yeah yeah so um we jump a little bit of time here it's obviously robbie is staying now with johnny and it might just be a day or something don't really um indicate how long it's been but johnny but um robbie's kicked out of the larusso's house so he's staying with johnny uh, and him and, and robbie and sam are sort of split uh everybody's sort of 
you know, it's been epic. It's been a crazy wild. That was the final um, party of the summer. So it's, we're here at the first day of school. Um, Johnny's dropped off Robbie, and he's it's pretty funny scene. He's like, I got you some paper and pencils. I don't because he's trying to be a dad. He's like, I try to find you a cool trapper keeper, but I couldn't find one. He's like, those are still cool. He's like, what's a trapper keeper? Yeah. Um, you know, Daniel's like telling Sam, you know, it's gonna be okay, and she's obviously still pissed at him and pissed at everybody. Um, Miguel's mom drops him off, and we have a first day of school. Uh, everybody's sort of. It seems like everything's fine, and everybody's back at class, and everybody's sort of down because it was a obviously a wild weekend um at this point robbie still doesn't know what happened between sam and miguel um and then miguel doesn't know that tori knows yeah he but, thinks it's just those two that know. but you know shit's gonna go down because you saw tori watching them kissing and, and tori's a badass and she's and not gonna yeah, put up with that yeah and, and she you, she hasn't responded yet so you know something's coming right which leads us right to it where Tori, like, they're doing their daily announcements over the PA system at the school on the first day, and Tori, like, breaks into the room and threatens an adult, because <laughs> uh, she is a badass. I like Tori. Yeah. She's not the good girl, but uh, I like that she's, like, just, she just is badass without being Hawk. I fucking, Hawk yeah. is so corny. Tori's yeah. not. Uh, she breaks in, she grabs the mic, and she's like, Sam, you dumb bitch, I'm coming for you, Sam LaRusso. I know what you did. Yeah. You bitch. <laughs> And so um, everybody, like, gets up out of class, runs out in the halls. Uh, of course, Robbie runs out of his class. He's running down the hallway, which this is, I think, Robbie's first day at the school, and he knows his way around pretty well. But um, he, because he wasn't enrolled in this school before. He's, dry, he's yeah. not even going to school. But yeah. anyways, um, you know, everybody's in their separate classes. It shows, like, a scene of Robbie running down the hallway. Then we have Tori running down the hallway. Then we have Amanda, or not Amanda, but Sam running down the hallway. And uh, Miguel running down the hallway. Everybody's running down the different hallways until they meet in the middle where uh, Sam and Tori sort of meet. And uh, here begins the most epic of epic fights. Mm -hmm. When she's, um, Tori calls out Sam for uh, kissing Miguel. And that's... Uh first time robbie's heard of it yeah robbie's like oh shit huh <laughs> uh-huh but it doesn't really stop him from like defending her yeah um but meanwhile he's he's now at this point he's it's not necessarily defending her he's just wants to beat up miguel yeah so it starts off with tori going after sam and sam trying to avoid the fight basically she's trying to walk away um she doesn't want any of that heat and uh, she doesn't want to smoke, is what the kids say. Yeah, I know, but you shouldn't be kissing her man. But you're gonna right. get your ass whooped. I'm, right. I'm I'm, I'm kind of team Tori. Yeah, me too. <laughs> and so they start going, you know, and then Tori's not having it. So eventually, Sam fights back, and this is where like the um, Bizarro thing totally meets up because then it's like Robbie and Miguel start fighting, mm -hmm. and then it's like literally everybody has their match. Um, Dimitri and Hawk. Yeah, Dimitri and Hawk. And then we don't even get names of those little dudes. There's a little Asian yeah. kid and this little ugly white hamster looking kid. I'm going to say everybody was kung fu fighting. They were. <laughs> I, I don't remember who Aisha ends up fighting, but um, she takes on some dude like mm -hmm. everybody in the hall. She, I remember she gets hit and she's like, oh, hell no. Oh, we forgot like 
um, Sting, he has a job interview. Oh, yeah, Sting, Stingray <laughs> is uh, getting interviewed for the school security guard, and he's like, they're like, you know, you have an experience? He's like, no, but I recently joined a dojo, and I won the red versus black flag challenge. <laughs> hey, well, so he's part of this fight, because he's, <laughs> that's how he's there. Right, he's, he just happens to be there for a job interview on the first day of school, and he goes out in the hallway, and he's just whooping kids' asses. He's like, almost like... <laughs> Almost like part of the interview. He's like, see, I can whoop all their asses. He's like, don't worry about this, sir. I've got this. He walks out in the hall and he's just beating up kids. It's really funny. Uh, and then, you know, like I said, everybody's got their match. And um, it's really sort of cool because it's like we we go back and forth. It's really, really uh, fast. Like Hawk, mm -hmm. Hawk runs out in the hall and he's like fuming. He's like clotheslining dudes. Uh, he's, he's like the ultimate warrior in yeah. wrestling. Like he goes out and he's like flexing and he's screaming primal screams and he's just <laughs> ripping like like people we didn't even see in other dojos but um he, he's going after dimitri basically and we finally get like dimitri showing off not so much his offensive skills but his defensive skills which mm -hmm. is what what um, miyagi do is all about but like hawk gets so heated he goes after him and eventually um dimitri using his defense puts hawk through like a trophy case um, and then we get, you know, Tori and Sam are really whooping each other's asses bad, like back and forth, back and forth. And what's really cool is like, it's one tracking shot. So mm -hmm. it's like going down a hall and we're following one fight and then it turns like 90 degrees and there's another fight in another hallway and then it turns 90 degrees. It, the way they film this is really good. Uh, very exciting because they're just throwing each other into lockers and there, there's kids sliding down a hallway and people are like, and, and oh, the, the funny part about Dimitri um, they're like, you know, right when the fight starting, uh, someone's like, someone do something about this. He's like, I'll go get a teacher. <laughs> yeah. He knows karate and he wants to go get a teacher. And then he's like, the whole time he finally finds a teacher, brings him in and the teacher's like, I don't get paid enough for yeah, this. I, I, Cause he, one teacher gets his ass whooped. Whoop, yeah. <laughs> I don't remember if it was Robbie or, so, or someone, yeah. um, like a teacher tries to like touch someone's shoulder and they like hip toss the teacher yeah. and it's like, nope, <laughs> which is true. Like that teachers don't get paid enough to fucking break up fights. Um, but yeah, I was going to say, and then, um, Sam and Tori, Tori starts fighting dirt, dirt, dirty, uh, because she's like, this isn't a tur tournament and she has like a spike bracelet, which is, yeah, we saw earlier when she, Aisha complimented it. Yeah. And she puts it over her knuckles like, and yeah, like, like claws. Knuckles. Yeah. And she claws Sam's arm really bad, like cuts it. Mm -hmm. Um, which I love. It's like, it throws back to those eighties um action movies like karate kid or blood sport when they would like throw sand in the eyes or yeah. you know, pull something out of their pocket or whatever i love it and uh she uses the claws to to cut sam um back and forth back and forth everybody's getting their ass whooped there's no real winners besides like dimitri takes out hawk pretty much um but other than that it's been pretty fair fight back and forth like i said everybody has their match and then there's a really big moment mm -hmm. do you want to reveal it no, <laughs> you're better at talking well, it, it than I am. Basically, <laughs> like it's coming down to like everybody's getting their ass whooped. Uh, everybody's sort of getting tired. Almost they're running up the stairs, fighting up the stairs because uh, Sam is still trying to sort of get away. But they're trying. He, she's trying to find Robbie. She's going upstairs. Um, Robbie's up there with Miguel, and eventually, like I think Miguel sort of it, he, he was winning the fight and. 
was about ready to finish Robbie. And then he kind of had a flashback of um, Johnny talking about like, you know, showing honor, showing honor and, you know, don't be an asshole. And so Miguel shows mercy and he like just kind of lets his guard down. Yeah, lets his guard down and says, I'm sorry. And that's and um, he goes to check on Sam because he's worried about Sam. Yeah, but Robbie loses his temper. Right. And it's. Yeah, I mean, it is losing his temper, but he's also in the heat of the moment. And yeah, heat of the moment. It's sort of we sort of see a, a changing of the guards because it's like this whole time Miyagi-Do has been about like defense and don't go over the top and mm-hmm. Cobra Kai show no mercy. The one moment Miguel shows mercy and Robbie kicks him like. Yeah, Robbie is like he's fuming, obviously, like you said, heat of the moment and kicks him and kicks him over the railing. Yeah, kicks him over the railing and he falls like, you know, 20 feet down, lands on his back on the railing down mm-hmm. and, and face first onto the steps and he is out. Yeah. Like, and everything stops. Yeah. Not like unconscious, but like, oh, God, is he dead? Yeah. Like, really bad uh, fall. And his face is completely swollen up. And I I told Nikki I thought this should have been the end of the episode for a real cliffhanger. Like, let us mm-hmm. let us think that maybe he died because they the, for a second, it seems like they're going to do that. When I watch it, I'm like, oh, shit, are they going to kill a kid? That's awesome. <laughs> like, that's not not that I want to see Miguel die, but it would have been really ballsy to kill yeah. off one of your main characters, like literally kill him because that would put like Robbie in prison. Yeah. Um, but we flash forward and they're at the hospital. Um, Sam's got to get some stitches where Tori cut her arm and Rob and um, Miguel is in like sort of like life support. He's unconscious, yeah. uh, but they said that he's alive, but they, they don't know he's in critical condition. Um, Carm, he's ruined, you know, now Johnny's ruined his chance with Carmen. Cause she's like, I gave you a second chance and not really fair because mm-hmm. It, it, honestly like she doesn't even know the details but it is sort of johnny's fault for teaching him mercy because uh <laughs> he was honorable and showed mercy and robbie took advantage of that and yeah kicked him railing if he if he would have been following crease he probably would have just killed robbie but it's kind of like damn if you do damn if you don't right like show and mercy I, don't show mercy yeah and i'm sort of sick of johnny getting blamed for everything yeah. all the time it's like your your kid's a shithead like if but, it, like i said to you when we're watching it i'm like if if he wouldn't have trained karate and got i mean of course none of this would have happened if they weren't training karate but it's like he he would have been in worse shape because he would have got his ass whooped even worse but if he didn't know karate at the moment like she's thinking like my kid almost died because of karate because of karate so fuck karate fuck you johnny i don't want anything to do with you like he wasn't he was just fine before which is like well he was getting his ass whooped but it's just, you know, it's not surprising that would be her reaction. Right. And, I mean, they, they're at the house and that's when Amanda gets a, gets a call that it's like, you know, there was a big fight at school. You need to go to the mm-hmm. hospital. She shows up. And Johnny shows up at the hospital and he comes into the room after um, Sam's got her stitches and he's like, I can't believe this happened. Um, we're going to get back at Cobra Kai. And Amanda's like, and also, You're not learning. Yeah. Like, also, Amanda's like, 
don't worry, we'll get Tori expelled, which is like you said, like what a Karen uppity. Like, right. She's yeah. She's talking to Sam. She's like, we'll get that girl. She doesn't even know Tori. She's like, we'll get that girl expelled. It's like, oh, but <laughs> Sam's Sam's a bitch too. Like she fought back and you know she kissed the girl. But they have money and they can they can get the poor kids expelled but anyway but then but, like daniel you know he comes running in the room and he's like you know we got to get revenge and amanda's like are you a lunatic have you not learned anything from mm-hmm. this like D- miguel's oh, like he could fucking die he's in like a coma and you're still thinking about revenge like this is why we're in this situation because mm-hmm. even the adults don't grow up like yeah grow the fuck up and get over it move on she's like like, no more karate right like you're shutting the dojo down it's done like you fucking idiot we've killed a kid what more can we do like do you want all the cobra johnny dead like it would have been better if johnny died because he's not a kid yeah but um we have this big you know back and forth and basically it all falls onto johnny's shoulders he's to blame um Robbie is gone. He fucking after he kicked Miguel over the stairs and yeah, I he, don't... he ran. He like bailed out. He ran out the door and he's gone. Uh, he knows he's he's got a sketchy past. He'll probably be uh, arrested. Yeah, I was gonna say it's like he's, he's which in everybody big should everybody should be arrested. Yeah, because to me it's like you know it, it's it's it all falls on his shoulders as if he's the one that did it. But it's like, yeah, he did the move, but it's like, that could have happened to anybody in these fights. Uh, oh yeah. You know, she, they're like, we should get, um, Tori expelled. It's like, she used fucking weapon. Like yeah. if any, call the cops, where are the cops? <laughs> like, you know, finally they, they do get involved. Um, but it's like, uh, Johnny, you know, he's, uh, so, uh, just, this you know he's he's pissed that carmen has left him um his own son is missing he almost killed miguel he feels awful he's looking at miguel and thinking about how you know um thinking back to when he first met him and and having dinner Mm -hmm. with he's like having flashbacks of the first two seasons or this is what the second yeah so the first (laughs) season and he's thinking about all the good things and that you know how he's ruined this good kid and he's blaming himself so johnny goes to the bottle like he always does when he has a problem he's getting drunk uh he he actually shows up at Cobra Kai before he starts getting drunk um, to reflect, and he hears a class going on. He uh, goes in the back room and sees everybody training uh, with Crease, and he's like, "What the fuck are you doing here?" And Crease is like, "Oh, while you were on your road trip, uh, I talked to your landlord, and I basically stole your business, and Cobra Kai's mine now." Yeah. It's like, how does that work? He's like, "Well, you only had a handshake deal with your uh, landlord. I've signed paperwork." It's like, oh, he okay. literally stole Cobra Kai, which at this point, I feel like Johnny, um, even though he's invested like all of his money into it, I feel like this is almost a good thing. Yeah. It's like it's out of hand. Right. It's like it's gotten so far out of hand that it's like he probably wants a break from it, need yeah, to break needs from to it. Yeah, to separate himself from all that bad Yeah. And publicity. so it's like now he has an excuse like, oh, this guy's going to take it. Uh, okay. And it's really shitty because he like steps up to crease and the students block him. Yeah. They have this allegiance to crease. And, and he's like, what the fuck, guys? Like, you wouldn't be here without me. And it and, is shitty. And they're like, like, well, Miguel showed mercy and... And he's dead. <laughs> <laughs> Not dead, but... Pretty much. Um, It's like, it's... And that's just like, that's just not fair. But also, don't forget a part at the hospital will, where um Johnny and Daniel are they elevator they're in the elevator they accidentally bump into each other in the elevator and they just they there's not they don't say anything to each other but it's like they share this moment of shame yep we're like this is our fault yeah this is our fault like we're not gonna fight 
And, but it's like, we're not going to speak. Right. It's like, yeah, an unspoken communication of like, we've let this go too far. Uh This is all because of our stupid drama fucking 30 years ago. Yeah. Uh, And it's really good. Like, you know, I'm I'm actually coming around to the series where I used to say it's so bad that it's good. But like now that we're talking about the relationship and stuff, yeah, it's there's, actually pretty there's a good. lot of layers of um, relationships and communi- communication. And I don't know. Yeah. It's just... uh, yeah. I mentioned it earlier in, in the episode and, and how this show is like just the wild web of, mm-hmm. of people because it's like we have, uh, you know, um, now I'm drawing a blank. Um, Robbie living with. Miyagi's without or with that with uh LaRusso's without them knowing that it's Johnny's son and Miguel you know and it's like uh Sam dating a Cobra Kai it's like all this this huge web of yeah you could draw I'm thinking of like Charlie in an episode of It's Always Sunny with like the pins on the board it's like there's so many different layers to these relationships everyone's intertwined and there's everybody's kissing each other and it's and like, like past events like people hold grudges to those which affects future events right yeah yeah it's just wild how this all twists together and um how daniel's son does not play into any of it Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) it's like why do we even have him but um yeah so the final scene of this is like johnny he's trashed um he's he's drinking his kura's banquet he i think he's actually drinking hard liquor at this point his dojo has been taken away miguel is on life support. Um, his students left him. His lady left him. Nobody likes him. Um, he's down and out. He's feeling bad for himself. He throws a bottle. Then he takes his phone because he keeps getting notifications about being update, needing updates and stuff. He hates his smartphone. Um, <clears throat> we forgot to mention earlier at the bar, this is sort of a big moment, when he was on his uh, Tinder dates, he had gotten Facebook on his smartphone because, uh, you know, he got a smartphone for Tinder and stuff. And he was typing out a message to Allie, mm-hmm. his ex. And, you know, we all know from the first movie, um, he was typing out a really stupid message. He's like, hey, this is Johnny. I found you on the Facebook app on my phone. It would be nice to catch up yeah. or something. And he was like, oh, this is dumb. I'm not going to send it. A girl bumped his arm and he hit send on accident. That was last episode. This episode, um, he takes his phone. He's sick of hearing the notifications. So he tries to throw it in the ocean, throws it in the sand. And we do a slow zoom on the, the phone. And Allie replies to his message. Oh, she sent him a friend request on yeah. Facebook. Allie um, Schwarber or whatever sends him a friend request. So that was the notification. And that's where the cliffhanger mm-hmm. lies. I also want to... I don't know if you mentioned it, but um, when it's ending and everyone's kind of like reflecting on what just happened daniel is like kind of closing down his dojo and he looks at the picture of um yagi and just starts talking to him like i'm sorry i thought i was doing what was best and you know just kind of reflecting you feel for it yeah he's like i i'm just like got and yeah you kind of feel for daniel he's like he's lost without miyagi yeah he's trying to do the right thing and he He's like, basically, I wish you were here to guide mm-hmm. me, but you're not. Sad. Yeah, so... Fun facts! <laughs> yeah. Well, I have a, a few fun facts about this season um, before we let you go. We're running pretty long, so I will yeah. blaze through these before we go. Um, interesting stuff I found on, on trivia on IMDb. Miyagi-Do students wear blue clothes while Cobra Kai's wear red. 
uh, sort of like the Bloods and Crips. Mm -hmm. um, whenever e either student is caught in a conflict between the two dojos, like at the party, they'd wear both colors or a combination of the two. Oh. So something to watch for, you mm. know, is that um, when they're going to fight, they're wearing both red and blue. Oh, okay. Um, Diora Baird played um, William Zapka's wife in Hot Tub Type Machine. In Cobra Kai, she plays his ex and mother to his son, Robbie. So Robbie's mom is actually his wife in Hot Tub Time Machine. Oh. Sort of cool, you know, little, uh, mm. it's Time Machine, man, sort of cool. Um, Thomas Ian Griffin, <laughs> who played uh, Silver, uh, you know, in Karate Kid 3, the ponytail Paul Rudd guy. Yes. Um, he declined an offer to reprise his character on this season, Terry Silver, since he was re he's retired from acting. Oh, come on, make an exception. Exactly. Um, at the start of the series, the scar above Hawk's lip is extremely prominent. As the series continues, however, it becomes less pro less apparent, symbolizing Hawk's growing confidence. Hmm. In the finale of season two, episode ten, uh, in the classroom scene, uh, Sam is holding a book, The Outsiders, which is a reference to The Outsiders, the movie that Ralph Macchio starred in in 1983. His character in the movie was also Johnny. Okay. Jacob Bertrand, who plays Hawk, and Peyton List, who plays Tori in season two, both starred together in the Disney Channel movie The Swap. <laughs> Just a dumb little fact. Dumb little fact. In season two, Tommy dies and ends up in a body bag. It's a clear nod to the infamous quote, get him a body bag, <laughs> during the final match between Daniel and Johnny in the original Karate Kid, which I already mentioned, but it's fun worth mentioning again yeah in season two johnny briefly reunites with his fellow cobra kai members minus dutch to party with their friend tommy who is dying from cancer the actor who played tommy rob garrison died from kidney failure in september 2019 a few months after his season two appearance so uh, tommy actually did die and they did not know that when he was sick when they filmed this that's tragic yeah so what are the odds like he dies on the show they kill off his character and then he actually dies. almost on... too convenient yeah <laughs> no that's horrible well no you would think like if he, they knew he was like actually sick. sick or something bring him in and let his mm -hmm. character die off um and they do mention uh i don't think i have this in the notes let's see no i do i think um yeah in a season two behind the scenes featurette, Ralph Macchio says that he has not seen Elizabeth Shue, who plays Allie, in a long time. He then follows that by saying, who knows, I might see her again soon, teasing her return. Oh. You know, it could be. Could, wink, wink, nod, uh, nod. I mean, we get the friend request at the end, yeah. so we know that she could be coming back. Probably. Um, the only member of Johnny's group of friends from Cobra Kai from the original Karate Kid movie to not appear in the series is Dutch who Daniel fought in the uh, tournament in the semifinals. Okay. Due to Dutch serving time in Lopak prison, Chad McQueen, who's the actor, was asked to reprise his role but refused due to commitments to his company, McQueen Racing. So Dutch, um, they mentioned in that bar scene, they're sort of sitting around, they're like, here's the Dutch, you know, is he mm -hmm. still in prison? He's serving, they say some kind of joke to like, when the judge said, 10 to 12 they, he meant 15 to 20 or something yeah <laughs> uh, so his character he they asked him to come back and he uh, was too busy so they just put his character in prison <laughs> which you know cobra yeah. kai guys would probably be in prison <laughs> yeah. um, but interesting that chad mcqueen i believe is steve mcqueen's son and you know major actor mm -hmm. and now owns mcqueen racing so he wouldn't really he doesn't really act because he's fucking filthy rich mm -hmm. um 
And then the final fact, when Hawk and other Cobra Kai members vandalize Miyagi-Do Dojo and steal Mr. Miyagi's Medal of Honor, it marks the third time in the Karate Kid series that such events have taken place against Miyagi-Do Karate. In Karate Kid Part 2, Chosen and his gang destroy Miyagi Dojo in Okinawa. And in Karate Kid Part 3, Mark, Mike Barnes steals Mr. Miyagi's bonsai trees from his home in an mm-hmm. effort to make Daniel re-enter the All-Valley Tournament. So, um, Miyagi-Do yeah. is just always getting fucked up. Yep. Probably won't be the last time. I don't know. We'll yeah? have to... Now Season 3 is coming, so... Uh, Yay, can't wait! So, any uh, predictions for Season 3? Um, Allie comes back and um, she falls in love with Johnny and um, all the kids. They could buy dojos and they're a happy karate family. Okay. <laughs> I like that prediction. I like your optimism. Yes. What did you think of season two? It was fun. Are you, do you like the series better than the movies? I don't know. Better. I It's... It's part of them. Yeah. How could you? Well, I mean, we ranked the movies, so I didn't know no. if like you think like the shows like how many how many crane kicks. I know? don't know. It's like apples and oranges. Okay. Well, we know that season three, you know, is already out. Uh, just came out New Year's Day, and so we'll get to watching that, and then I think season four will hit next year. So this um, is our second to last episode, unless we decide to do the Hillary Swank movie. Yeah, and we'll the, see. In the. Uh, jackie chan movie but we'll see how many how popular this series gets. yeah jason really jason uh bullinger really is a stand for the uh jaden smith one i've never seen it so i maybe we should give it a chance okay. and have him on because he says that's his favorite of the entire series well and why not yeah i mean he's wrong but i've never seen it but <laughs> you know jason's wrong and it's the worst one well maybe not maybe next karate kid or we'll karate find kid out three. But um, maybe we'll watch it, have him on, and talk about his love for that movie. So, okay. Um, thanks again for listening, and we'll see you next time on First Time Podcast. Honk. Thanks again for listening to today's episode. If you enjoy the show, please leave a review on Apple Podcasts. A special thank you goes out to my friend Scott Schreiner for our intro and outro music. We'll see you next week on First Time Podcast.